Hey friends, it's your girl Britt and Joy Jolene. Welcome to Back to Her. If you aspire to heal, evolve, or revolutionize, this podcast is for you. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on Instagram at official back to her. And that too is the number two. Let's get it. Hey friends, hey what's sons? up? Welcome back, back to, to another episode. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're new, welcome to the Back to Her podcast. Yes, thank you for clicking, listening, subscribing, mm-hmm. reposting, commenting, uh, mm-hmm. rating, all those good things. Mm-hmm. Um, today we are going to have a follow-up. Um, so basically like a part two of our Strange Fruit episode. So mm-hmm. just a small recap if you guys didn't listen to it yet. Which you should go listen to it. Yes, go Episode check it out. Episode 39. Mm-hmm. Um, we pretty much were talking about just like protecting black men and what that looks like in our duty as a black woman to protect black men and like mm-hmm. what barriers we face in protecting black men. Mm-hmm. Um, just considering the fact that like black men are our protectors and everyone's like protect black women. And it was just like, okay, so who's going to protect black men? Mm-hmm. Um, but today we're going to kind of flip the script and talk about as a black woman in what ways do we need to feel protected um from the world and from black men so i've been thinking about this all week so i'm Mm -hmm. excited Mm -hmm. i'm excited too so let's hop into it so you want to start sure so (laughs) i was i've been thinking like i said like all week as far as like okay like what do i need to feel protected um and i think there's a lot of things i want to say but it's like top three oh top three okay Mm -hmm. so i think the first thing how about I start by, like, what makes me not feel protected? Like, we can start by, like, how we don't feel protected and then go into, like, mm-hmm. what makes us pr- feel protected. protected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, for the first thing, the thing that makes me feel very unprotected is just the fact that, like, when I get out of my car, I have to, like, look yeah. every second, you know? And then, like, even for me, like, I live on a very quiet block. But mm-hmm. even with that, I just be, like, still having to wash my back, like, every two seconds. Like, that makes me feel very unsafe mm-hmm. in my skin you know feeling. um mm-hmm. and just like knowing that there are people out here attacking and stealing and kidnapping and assaulting people for no reason like that really bothers me um it brings forth a lot of anxiety for me um especially because i live by myself yeah. you know um so that's something that makes me feel unprotected. I think a second major one that i was thinking about when i was on my way here that makes me feel unprotected is like unsafe to be who like who i am emotional no, no no let me say it again one thing that makes me feel unprotected as a black woman is like not having the safe space to express myself mm-hmm. um emotionally without any regard so like i don't like I, I hate how men sometimes can just be like, you're too emotional or yeah, you periods, said that already. Like, oh, it must period. be that time of the month mm-hmm. or like all of those things. Like that makes me feel very unsafe to like be myself and yeah. to like express myself because I always got to think, okay, like I'm not trying to be annoying. Am I being understanding? Am I being da, da, da? like, you know, all of these factors. And then it's like, before you know it, it's like, I'm not even being myself because I'm too worried about pleasing you. And it's like, whole time more than pleasing you is like the things that you're asking of me are they realistic so is it is it wrong that i want to talk to you throughout the day that's not wrong is it wrong that i want to like 
you know, I'm telling you what you're doing is bothering me and mm-hmm. it keeps happening. So I keep expressing myself. That's not yeah, wrong. I remember those days. <laughs> but yeah, so those are definitely, um, I think top two. And then I think also just like the, the, you know, I mean, I feel like I've gotten to a point where like I have like I surround myself around like good people. So it's like not as much of a thing, mm-hmm. but just kind of one of those things where like, like I need every man to say, nah, bro, like she's not that, you know, like mm-hmm. chill out, wash away that you talk to her, wash away that you interact with her. And like I said, I feel like I've grown and I don't really like have those type of people around me. But for the women who don't like. I need all men to hold all men accountable. Like, yeah. do not smack my butt without, you know, me giving you the okay. Or when I'm walking past and I say that I don't want to talk to you, I don't want to hear, fuck it, fuck out of here, bitch. I ain't want to talk to you anyway. Like, mm-hmm. all of that is disgusting mm-hmm. and it needs to end, you know? So, so I think I just, like, men holding men accountable with their verbiage, with their interactions, with their gestures, like, all of those things. Because I don't want to have to, like be around men and feel like I'm walking on eggshells or like, let me present myself this certain type of way so he can, like, you know, treat me this way or, Mm -hmm. you know. So those, I think, for me, are the top three. Of, like, what you don't... Things that make me feel unsafe and unprotected. Okay. So I would say what makes me feel unsafe and unprotected... Um, Ooh, I should have been thinking of my answer. (laughs) I would say number one is... Like you said, just always having to wash my back. Like, everywhere I'm at. Like, even when I'm back home in Cecil County, you know what I mean? It's not me looking out for, you know, like a black man, of course. But it's like anybody. It could be a white man. It could be a woman who's gone. You know, it could be really anybody. Mm -hmm. So, it's like that fear of knowing that anything could happen at any time. And that there's people literally preying on women. Um, Especially with um, Baltimore living in a city where you know like kidnap is real and like people kidnapping women to sell them for you know put them in prostitution Mm -hmm. is real especially children it's just like that makes me feel very unprotected because it's like you never know what could happen and I've been I don't know if y'all watch the show but I've been a real big fan of unresolved mysteries lately on um, Netflix and so it's majority of the time I feel like it is women. It's something happening to women. Like, mm-hmm. one of the episodes, it was a 14-year-old girl. And it was a black man who... She was walking to the store. And it was a black man who was in the neighborhood. You know, somebody that lived in the neighborhood. Who the people said was kind of weird, kind of off. And, um, you know, one day she was walking back... Walking to another laundromat to get changed for the other laundromat she was at. And he just randomly, like, shot her. Like, for no reason. Mind you, she's 14 years old. And he just shot her. And then, mind you, she was still... He left to go home to get dressed, to take a shower, to go out to the club, and walk back. And she was still alive, still breathing, and decided to take a break and, like, end her life. And this is a 14-year-old child. And so, it's just like... And mind you, this man is still free. He's out here somewhere in the world because he escaped from jail. But it's like situations like that it's like what are the odds that you would just target a random person that makes me feel like that could be anybody Mm -hmm. you know and even with the situation I was explaining last week with my little sister it's just like that could be any of us like Mm -hmm. you'll never know who you know when or where something could pop off and so that definitely makes me feel unsafe um another thing is this so this 
justice quote-unquote system Mm. i feel like we're not safe like i don't know if i told you all these stories but um when my boyfriend came out to cecil county he got pulled over like twice in one night and then um and both in cecil county and he got pulled over multiple times outside of that and it's just like you know that made me feel unsafe because Mm -hmm. nowadays you never know what a cop will do like Mm. anything you say like i remember being over being pulled over one time and the cop was just aggressive just you know out of nowhere had the gun out and it's just like why is all that necessary Mm -hmm. and so um that definitely makes me unsafe because if my black man tries to protect me or makes the attempt to protect me, what he's now putting his life in danger mm-hmm. and what will come out of that? Mm-hmm. You know, we see all these in, these cases where um, black men and black women are being killed and justice really isn't served. So mm-hmm. it's like at this point, you know, cops are able to take people's lives at the cost of nothing. Maybe losing their job but still getting GoFundMe payments, mm-hmm. still getting, you know, to the opportunity to find other jobs or whatever the case may be. Um, so that's another big one. And I would also agree with you in the, mm, yeah, I would just say, I want to say, I want to strictly focus it on like the emotional side, but just all together in the world. Like it could be a, a, a white man, a white woman, like a Chinese man that just has that, has that look at black women to be like, you know, any small thing we do is like weak. Mm. You know, if we get emotional for a second in the workplace, that's weak. Mm-hmm. You know, online, that's weak. Mm. And so that's one thing that doesn't, that uh, makes me feel unprotected as well. Because mm-hmm. it's like, how can we express ourselves yeah. as black women today in 2020 mm-hmm. when I feel like we're the ones who have to be strong? Mm-hmm. Like, and if we step out of that zone of not being strong, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like, um, we're just classified as weak, you know, and you know, we're kind of looked at as not being able to protect our own. So it's, I feel like right now, um, black women have more of a duty. Well, I wouldn't say more of a duty, but I would say our our duty to protect is like strong right now. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just a feeling of being unprotected when you know, like once you, you have to be strong all the time. And when you're not strong, you know, you're just you're not understood either because Mm -hmm. you're not supposed to be weak Mm -hmm. so yeah those are my top three yeah 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 Mm -hmm. so (laughs) what so now that we say that what do you let's specifically target not target but focus on black men so Mm -hmm. what is it that you would like to see or to receive from black men if you if you had a black man sitting here right now, what would you say? Like, um, I think the biggest thing is like emotional, like mm-hmm. the emotional support, because I think that a lot of women are like emotionally damaged by men. Yeah, you know, and and we have this conversation all the time, like not just saying that men are responsible for a hundred percent of the the emotional damage of a black woman. Like that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just because there's family, there's society, there's you know so many things that impact us. But mm-hmm. I think that the emotional damage is real, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that like, like, and it is so just even down to simple things like stop dating people that you're not really interested in, yeah. or yeah. you know. Don't just use someone as a sexual mm-hmm. puppet, you know, mm-hmm. like 
and you know that this woman is attached to you, you know that she likes you, and you're feeding her everything that she wants to hear, really, you just want to hit it. Like, you know what I mean? And that's something simple. That's something that happens every day. But stuff like that emotionally messes someone up. Like, for example, I was having this conversation the other day um, just about, like, you know, just kind of getting the the tea on, you know, like a guy, right? So it's like, oh, yeah, like, what's up, sis? Like, what you know about him take time, right? And then it's like, then you hear like, oh, yeah, girl, he done talk to everybody and his mom. Mm-hmm. Then it then it makes you reevaluate like, oh, my God, like, what does he really want from me? Like, am I different? Like, because you, you know your value, you know your worth. So it's like now you're second guessing like, OK, so what he's done to every other person, like, is he going to do that to me? Mm-hmm. Or then let's just say like, like, even this is something else I was thinking about. I was actually journaling about yesterday, like, just like just wanting to express yourself sexually right Mm -hmm. so like let's just say like there's a guy that i'm talking to and i like and i want to have sex with him that's just what i want to do right Mm -hmm. and then i'm doing it just out of like okay in the moment this is what i i want to do i like him this is my boo i feel safe to do this blah 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 but then after the fact you do it and then you have to start second guessing like oh my god like did i give it up too early is he only want me for this like what is his real intent? Like, why does it... Like, those things are damaging to our mental and our emotional well-being. You get what I mean? So, when I say that I need black men to protect us emotionally, what I mean is that I need you to come to the table raw, true, and transparent. Say exactly what you want. Say exactly what you don't want. Don't make something seem to be one way. And don't come in with unrealistic expectations. You're not going to lay up with me 24 hours a day, talk to me 24 hours a day, and then when I catch feelings, you tell me that I'm doing too much. Like, you know what I mean? And that is the truth for a lot of women, a lot of single women, you know? When on our end i feel like half the time it just be innocent like you know like okay like i'm getting to know you i like you and the next thing you know you switch up like that's so corny to me and i think that unfortunately there's a really bad double standard in the world and the things that men do like women can't do like and again like these things might seem so simple but i feel like it goes into protecting us because when i think of you protecting me i'm thinking emotionally spiritually mentally Mm -hmm. physically like all of those things you know what i mean and at the end of the day like your physical and your your emotional well-being plays a big percentage of who you are like Mm -hmm. and i feel like it's like this is what i'm talking about right now is just kind of pertaining to dating but like most people this this age, they're just trying to date and have fun and, you know, and then it's like, you got to worry about, oh my God, like, what is he really going to, like, that's too much. Mm. Mm. I resonate with that. Um, so since you said that, I want to approach it on more like of a relationship um, for our listeners in a relationship um, so we can get that perspective. So I would say as far as feeling protected dating wise... I would say loyalty. Um, I feel like you're really vulnerable when you're in a relationship with somebody and you're like putting all your trust into them. And then especially if you love them, you expect them not to hurt you. And especially if they say to you that they love you, you expect them not to hurt you. So I think the biggest thing that makes black women feel unprotected is when she feels um, that she's not secure in her relationship. And by secure, I mean oh, is my man out here, you know, cheating on me? Is my man out here, I don't know how often this happens, but like stealing from me? Is my man out here lying on me? You know what I mean? So it's like 
When that security is not there, it makes us feel unprotected. It makes us feel like we don't even know who you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It makes us feel like we can't be vulnerable with you. We can't be ourselves with you because now we have to have this guard up. And it sucks to be in a relationship and have to have a guard up against somebody that you that you love and somebody that's supposed to be your best friend. So um, from a relationship stance, I would say what makes, and, and this is from my, you know, experience, what made me feel unprotected was, you know, someone who wasn't loyal to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like, I got to control you. You got to do this, this and that to be a good boyfriend. But I would say like, if you love somebody, I genuinely feel like if you love somebody, you won't hurt them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You won't intentionally hurt them because of course we do things that were just like, oh, I didn't know. But mm-hmm. You won't intentionally, repeatedly hurt them. Mm-hmm. And so once you get to that point, you you begin to make a black woman, for one, be insecure. Mm-hmm. And that's something that a lot of black women don't even have, you know, prior to situations like that. But they begin to question themselves. And what men also don't understand is that could trickle, trickle over to, like, different areas of a woman's life, you mm-hmm. know, especially... If you still have to go to work that day and then, you you know, you're heartbroken from something that mm-hmm. just happened. Like, I don't know how I did it in the past, but just be, having to still go through your day and you know that a large part of your life or a large a person who means a lot in your life has now let you down. Mm-hmm. It just hurts and it, it it impacts the way that you just see life in mm-hmm. general. Because if you're the person who is supposed to protect you now takes advantage of you, mm-hmm. it's just like, can I really trust you? Can I really... You know, can I really tell you, like, you know, my secrets mm-hmm. or things about me if you're just going to run and go behind my back and stab me in the back in a sense, you know? So I would say that definitely. Um, another thing that makes me feel unprotected with black men is, like you said, like the situations where somebody might try to talk to you and, oh, I ain't want to talk to you anyway, mm-hmm. you know, doing the most. That makes me feel unprotected mm-hmm. because now I'm just like, now do I have to be nice to you just so you won't hurt me or yeah. just so you won't start lashing out and mm-hmm. going crazy? Because I don't know what you're capable of. And so, and then when it's other black men standing around and they don't really stand up for you and yeah. they don't really say nothing, they just laugh or just let it happen. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel unprotected because yeah. I'm like, first of all, I don't, I, you shouldn't approach me like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's it's some dudes out here that I'm like, who do you think that line will work with? Yeah. And I'm like, who's falling for these lines? You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, why do y'all keep trying? Mm-hmm. Like, find a new approach. Right. And I think another thing, too, is like, I, I think I heard somebody say this on like a podcast. I wish mm-hmm. I could give the podcast credit, but I can't think of like which, which one? one that I heard it from. But like someone was talking and they were basically saying just like, like, you know how like you're walking, right? And you're like, yeah, like, um... They try to talk to you and be like, oh, no, like, I have a boyfriend. Yeah. Like, you try, they try to talk to you and you're just, like, ignoring them. They keep going. They keep going. But then once you be like, I have a boyfriend, that's when they back up. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. it's like, why can't my words of saying that I don't want you be enough? Yeah. Like, yeah. why does it have to be another man yeah. that to say that there's another man in the picture for you to actually back up and yeah. respect it? Like, why can't you just give me that respect? For myself as a woman, you Girl, know what I mean. That one stopped working for me a long time what ago. What the? I have a boyfriend. They'd be like, "What that guy do with me?" <laughs> and then they'd be like, "You can't have a friend." I'd be like, "No." Yeah. So I'm just nowadays. I just like, no, I'm good. Yeah. Like, you know, because it's like nothing will work because yeah. they will continue and continue to try. Yeah. So that's a big one for me, and I will also say, lastly, is 
if we want to get deep into it, I would say male family members. Uh huh. That mm, that's a deep one. Yeah, like whether it's the father, whether it's the uncle, mm-hmm. whether it's the cousin. Um, I would Ooh, say God. yeah, yeah, male family members that you expect to protect you, but they don't. Yeah, and they do the opposite. Yeah, and that girl, that it, it gets really deep with that, yeah. and like that's one thing that like really bothers me is like especially in the black family like there's so many families that have that uncle or that and it's like that shit is scary like you know and like i know like for me like i've experienced that like not with my blood uncle but like someone who is a family friend like a very close Close. friend that was literally Mm -hmm. around since i was an infant that was around my mom constantly Mm -hmm. my my dad constantly my grandma my great grandma like literally and the thing is like in that experience like i was like you know i just looked at him like i don't want to say his name but like like i don't even know what to say but like i just looked at him as like oh like okay let's just say his name is unknown i'm like oh it's unknown like i'm playing with him i'm laughing with him like i'm letting him buy me things and like whole time he's railing me in and i don't even realize it and like for me like with that experience like it took me to for me to go through therapy to realize like this whole situation wasn't my fault and to realize like how much he actually manipulated me yeah. and you know what I mean? But again, this is a person that I trusted, you know? And so it's like that that is like that shit is scary. Like I don't know where that stems from and i feel like it stems from somewhere i don't know if it's like a curse over our race or like Mm -hmm. what it is but there's so many of them like Mm -hmm. it's not like just every now and then you have that one family no like that is a thing in the black family like that is really creepy yeah yeah that's scary but that's a big one i feel like and like you said, that's a family friend. That's somebody who saw you grow up. Somebody right. who saw you as an infant. And it's just like, if somebody like that yeah. would cross the line and, you know, make me feel unprotected, it's just like... Who it, wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Yeah. So... And then I feel too, like, just like... I've had... Yo, it's... Girl, this is a whole nother podcast. But, like, <laughs> I've had so many, like, negative experiences like that. Like, even just with, like, cousins and, like, you know, and, like... I just, like, oh, my God. Like, I just remember, like, having this, like, one experience where, like, I used to live with my godbrother. And then, like, I left. Like, when I moved out, he was, like, texting me, like, all of these things about, like, you know, like, how he felt about my physical appearance and stuff. And it was just, like, yo, like, whole time I'm walking around the house in leggings and things because I think this is a safe space. And whole time, like, you're looking at me. Like, that's so weird. And it's, like, it makes it really hard to, like, like, for example, like, me and my dad have had some, like, barriers because, like, my dad, like, when my dad, like, coming in and, like, living with me, like, my dad would, like, be trying to hug me and stuff. And I would just be like, no, like, well, like, I find myself, like, my dad trusts me, but, like, don't touch me or whatever. And, like, he'd just be so confused. Like, why are you acting like that towards yeah. me? Or, like, he'll try to hug me and I'll, like, hug him from the side. Like, you know, like, a shoulder hug. Like, I wouldn't, like, allow my chest to, like, actually come in and, like, give him a hug. And it was, like, really bothering him. And he was like, you know, like, why are you acting like that? And, like... I, like, eventually, it just got to a point where it was, like, really overwhelming. And so, I wrote a long letter. And I, like, told him everything that happened to me. Every man and what they did and, like, how it affected me. It was, like, a three or four-page letter, girl. It was so heavy. And, like, I gave it to him. And, like, he went crazy, you know, rightfully so. But the point that I'm trying to make is, like, 
because of like those experiences that I've had, I can't even be safe with my own father. You get what I mean? So like when my dad tries to give me a kiss on the head or when he tries to give me a hug in my head, I'm thinking, oh shit, what is he trying to do? What is, you know, I need to protect. Like I've literally had second thoughts of like, you know, and like this is going to sound really crazy, but it's like, I'm saying this because it's really that real. Like literally the other day, right? Like, I was, like, talking to my dad, and I was, like, we kind of were both just both venting about, like, the situation that we're in or whatever. And I was, like, telling him, like, the point of the conversation was just, like, telling him, because my dad is living with me right now, and I don't want him to stay with me no more. And I was just basically telling him, like, like, Dad, you have to understand, like, I have a lot of trauma myself that I'm healing from, and you being here is not helping the situation at all. You know what I mean? And I was telling him how, like, I have, like, really intrusive thoughts and stuff like that. And I, like, this is really crazy. And, like... Girl, no, if anybody okay. that has, like, intrusive thoughts can understand. But, like, y'all know I have a puppy, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, when I be at work and stuff, like, my dad be watching the puppy. And I'm, like, I, like when I be leaving the house, I'll even have thoughts, like, oh, my God. Like, what if my dad is having sex with my puppy? Or, like, touching mm-hmm. my puppy inappropriately? Like, and it's, like, sick that I even have those type of thoughts. Mm-hmm. But, it like, and I look at my, ba- my puppy, like, literally, like, my baby. But, like, mm-hmm. those things stem from me being taken advantage of mm-hmm. by men. So it's like, okay, now I'm going to leave my little vulnerable baby in the house with this man. What is he going to do? And, like, when I told it to my dad, like, all he could do was laugh because he couldn't believe. Like, he was like, like I'm sorry to laugh, but he said, like, that's the craziest shit I've ever heard in my life. And yeah. I'm just like, yeah, but it's like, that's but how trauma sounds, manifests. Yeah, like, you yeah. know what I mean? And so, but again, it's like this, this, stems from them uncles them god brothers yeah. those cousins that didn't know boundaries and that didn't have boundaries mm-hmm. and now me and my little innocent puppy i'm paranoid yeah Ooh, i was not expecting you to say that yeah. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> sorry i, I know that was a lot like, beat them or throw them out the window <laughs> or something no but wow yeah, yeah. oh i was gonna say something to follow up with that Ooh. Yeah, mm. sorry, this disclaimer. No, but that no, was no, pretty no. heavy, but yeah, yeah. But that's real. That's how you feel. Yeah. Um, and so, ooh, hold on. I need a little one, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's really that's, real. It's, and I, it's, it's unfortunate because it's like, I know it's hard because that's something that carries along like in your everyday. And I know that's something that's like very hard to control or very hard to like heal from. And so, ooh, like, I know how you feel, though, with the intrusive thoughts. Mine are more so, like, Mm safety-wise, where it's like, you know, I feel like it's somebody hurting so-and-so or is so-and-so protected. So, literally, like, every day I'm always praying for my family's protection because I just feel like you you never know who will lash out. Like I said earlier in the podcast episode, and so when I do get thoughts like that, it's more so of, like, I hate to say this, Lord forbid, knock on wood, but like this, somebody died, you know, mm-hmm. because I had the trauma of um, hearing that my dad passed away through a phone call. Mm. So it's like, and you know what? I think this is why, like, I don't know. But anyways, I it, it always makes me nervous when I get a random call. Yeah. Like when somebody's calling me, I'm always like, are you okay? Like, what's wrong? What's going on? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like. It, since then I've been kind of like nervous to answer the phone and I think that also manifested into me kind of stopping myself from building relationships mm. and so um or or strengthening relationships because 
of that fear. And I'm sure it's like a deeper, mm-hmm. you know, a deeper, a better way to say that and a deeper meaning. But um, so I know I say all that to say, like, I resonate with those mm-hmm. thoughts because yeah. literally like that's always on my mind is somebody, you know, is somebody like going to get sick tomorrow or somebody mm-hmm. going to die tomorrow. And that's because I know so many people who passed away or transitioned. And so it's like kind of made me a little not numb to it, but mm-hmm. like expecting. Of yeah. It. Yeah. So and then so one thing I want to ask you, like when you're praying for like your your family's protection, like are you praying because like it's just a genuine prayer or are you praying out of paranoia? Mm, I think it's both. Mm. I think it's definitely gen- a genuine prayer mm-hmm. because like I just, you know, I always want to make sure even my friends and fam- mm-hmm. I, friends and family, mm-hmm. you know, are in that prayer. So it's like it's genuinely I want to make sure they're safe because I've lost so many people. Mm-hmm. It's just like. Lord, just like, you know, just please protect them, like watch over them, you know? So it's definitely genuine, but it's also a little bit of paranoia in there Mm -hmm. at the same time, because it's just like, you just never know, like life happens. Mm -hmm. And so I'm literally learning how to like accept things. And if God says it's time to like accept that it's time and not to be, and you know what, that may be a thing too, not to be so attached Mm -hmm. to to people because I don't own that person or like I can't control God's decision Mm -hmm. on you know how long their life should be Mm -hmm. so it's like practicing detachment but I gotta learn how to practice detachment without separation yeah or yeah like without distance Mm -hmm. you know what I mean because there is a really really big difference so yeah 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 it's heavy and it gets deep and I like I feel like like, even, you know, with the things that I shared, like, and I definitely think, like, when we post this, like, just, we should definitely give a disclaimer, you know, that it could trigger potentially, warning. like, trigger, trigger warning. warning or whatever to yeah. anyone. Um, but I think that it's, like, like, that, what I shared in itself, like, is something that, like, we have to dig deeper in. Too, yeah. Because it's, like, there's so many people yeah. who've experiences that Mm -hmm. like you know and it's like like I've had to get to a point where I had to be like yo like wait this actually isn't normal you know Mm -hmm. because it's like like for me and my family almost everyone has experienced it you know there's like a handful of people if that who haven't experienced it but it's like again like the fact that like I just need to know like why like why is that a thing that is I don't understand you know what it makes me think of um for one, it's definitely, it stems down from for generations and generations and generations. But um, I think another big thing is when you feel, when you feel unsafe in the world, but you feel safe with people who are family or people who love you, mm-hmm. I feel like people often mistake love for being a sexual thing. Like yes. love does not always have to be sexual. Yeah. And I feel like that has been a mindset that we've taken on through Europeans, if mm. I'm being quite honest, because that's something like if you read, I was in high school and I they had us reading books that said so-and-so literally had sex with his mother. You know what I mean? And that's a norm for them. Back then, that was normal. I, it's, I think it's a famous artist or poet or somebody I was reading about. And, um, you know, it was normal for them to be attracted to their mothers and really, like, you know, have imaginations, you know, about being sexual with their mothers. So I think it's kind of like, just like 
all other, you know, several other things that we've taken on when we came when we came to this country. It's like it became it was their culture and it kind of became our culture because I feel like it stemmed down. Like even thinking about slavery, um, when we were enslaved, they used to make literally they used to make family members do that for their entertainment. And so if that's already something that's now instilled in your mind and instilled in your DNA and it's something that and even when they would make them do that, they would have the kids watch like it's it's a lot of situations where I feel like that I know that happened during slavery and it is it has stemmed down generations to generations. And we talk about this all the time, how we're only um, around roughly 400 years out of slavery. So what is that? That's about four or five generations. Mm. And so it's like we're not that far out of it but it's just going to take healing of knowing like for one to get that mindset out and to not normalize mm-hmm. that you know what I mean and to for us to realize that that's not okay yeah. and that's a that's an enslaved mindset yeah and that we have to get out of it and two we have to separate love from lust yeah. and knowing that you can love somebody without being physically mm-hmm. or, or of course you'll be you know, physically attracted to people, but you can love somebody without wanting to physically, you know, yeah. have sex with them, yeah. whatever the case may be, you know, you don't yeah. have to be sexually aroused. So I think it takes a matter of discipline and it takes a matter of just knowing like what love is. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. And I think also too, like speaking up about what's right and what's wrong. And like, that's mm-hmm. something that I'm just trying to Make a habit out of even when it's minor things, because I think that if we can make a habit of speaking out on minor things and be comfortable to speak up when those major things happen, you'll feel a little bit more like comfortable and confident. You know, um, like I know, like for me, the things that happened, like it took years, you know, for me to actually open up and yeah, say like, hard. hey, this is what happened to me. Like I said, like I'm 23 years old right now. Mm-hmm. My dad just found out what happened to me. My mom still doesn't know, mm-hmm. you know, and my family found out because of the way that my dad reacted you know mm-hmm. with it being one of girl it's yeah. a lot it's okay. you don't even have to yeah but it's like it's a lot like and I think but like I said like you do have to speak up and I think those things like even start like in your like in your intimate relationships like you know like when you're dating someone like I like like you know and this is something that I'm still growing through so I don't want to speak too much on it but I know like for example like with the person that I'm seeing now, y'all. So it's like, <laughs> but the, the person that I'm seeing now, like I made it known from the beginning, like even even like down to things like just like touching my ear or like okay, so like the person that I'm dating right now, his love language is physical touch. So he's mm-hmm. very touchy feely. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it's cool now that I like him and that I'm comfortable with him. But in the beginning, when we weren't really there yet. Like, I had to make it clear to him, like, sometimes I'm not going to want to be touched. And, like, sometimes I would prefer if you ask to touch me. Because when you just jump and start playing with my ear, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Now, granted, it's not you. There's things that I've experienced in yeah. my life, you know, that, that caused that barrier. Then when I got ready to have that conversation, we did. Yeah. But, like, again, like, those are the things, like, that you have to speak up about. Because if, say, I didn't speak up in that situation, just as something as simple as, like, I'm sitting in the car. He's he has his hand through my window. He's playing with my ears. Something very simple, minute like that. Like if I didn't speak up in that moment and say, "Okay, this is making me feel uncomfortable," I can easily go from being from feeling safe to unsafe, yeah. or feeling protected to unprotected. Yeah. And then sometimes, you know, 
I think too, like sometimes it's it's you, you know, yeah. like sometimes you like there's nothing in that moment that he did to make me feel unsafe or unprotected. It's me, you mm-hmm. know. So, but ha- like it's important to acknowledge those things that make you feel unsafe and unprotected. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's kind of like a whole nother topic. But like even certain things, like 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 friendship, right? Like one of my triggers, I don't know as much now. Pray to God it doesn't happen, whatever, whatever, whatever. But, like, one of my triggers at a point in time would be, like, you're doing too much. Like, if someone would be like, you're doing too much, girl, like, that would trigger me. So, like, I've had conversations with friends and be like, I don't like when you say that. Like, when you say that, it, it triggers me. It makes me feel some type of way. So now the conversation switches. And now I go from feeling unsafe to feeling safe or feeling... Because if I never speak up, I can go and I can just be like, oh, like... They don't care about me. They they mistreat me. They you know what I mean. So I think overall, what I'm trying to say is like it's important to when you are feeling unsafe or when you are feeling unprotected, you have to speak up on it yeah. because again, so, sometimes people are dead ass wrong, yeah. and then there's other times where like people so just they don't know. It's yeah. innocent, but they'll never know. Like once someone once said it to me, and it's so true. Like you teach people how to treat you. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So it's like if I'm not speaking up, they'll never know. They'll you know, know, and it's uncomfortable. But it's like you have to have that courage to like, at least if anything, stand up for you. Because one of the worst feelings is feeling unsafe from yourself. Like yeah. you don't feel like you can even save yourself, you know? Yeah, yeah and that's what I think um, helps a relationship a lot is when you communicate. Mm-hmm. Is It's always uncomfortable because yeah. it's just like, am I pushing it too far? Yeah. So, you know, am I making something small so big? Mm-hmm. But it's just like... At the end of the day, I'd rather tell you how I'm feeling yeah. rather than to hold it in. Because mm-hmm. what justice does it do for me to hold yeah. it in? So it's just like, you know, communicating with your partner is really good so that they learn more about you and they know what to do and what not to do. And they also learn your boundaries. Yeah. So, um... And I think, too, like, remember, like, in the beginning... Mm-hmm. Dang, you said something that just slipped my mind. But remember in the beginning of the conversation where I was saying, like, you know... I can't, I'm having like a brain fart, but I know what I'm trying to say. Like, basically, just now you were saying how, like, your partner knows, like, what to do when I'm Like, you were saying, like, you are expressing to your partner, like, I don't like this, or this makes me feel some type of way. Like, that's what I mean by, like, when a person comes to you and they say, hey, this makes me feel unsafe, or this makes me feel unprotected, or I feel this when you do this. Like, not making that person shamed or feeling bad for feeling that way like Mm -hmm. and i think it comes for like comes to you having a certain level of like security and comfortability within yourself Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day like when it it is very easy to like feel uncomfortable or feel triggered by someone else's trauma like i know for me like and i'm getting better with it but like i feel like because i've had so much like insecurity and trauma like within myself like sometimes when people come to me with like these deep heavy things it would trigger me so i would kind of avoid those conversations and i had to pray through it and grow and heal through it because i'm like you know i want to be a a safety outlet for someone else Mm -hmm. you know but i think that it's important to like get yourself to a point where like you can feel safe and you can feel comfortable so that way when someone else says something to you because i feel like a lot of times like people like if you come to me and you say hey like i feel unsafe when you do this or i feel uncomfortable when you do this and i react negatively it's coming from one or two places either immaturity or because what you said triggered me or made me feel uncomfortable and i don't know how to deal with those emotions and i remember just to kind of bring it back 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 Mm -hmm. to the back 
the Blackest King series with the episode with Hanif. You guys should go check that out. I think it was part three. We were talking about the importance of safe spaces. And we were saying, like, so what happens when the safe space doesn't become so safe? And that happens when someone, it feels like the space is safe and they're they're expressing something, you know, that's heavy on them, but it triggers you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's why, again, like, it gets really deep. Like, yeah. you know, even knowing your triggers. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I said mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> so, okay. So that was really good. Um, I had a question for both of us that I want. Yes, to and I have in. a question t- for you too. Okay, you, you go first because you question, sure? Yeah, it went <laughs> off in the air. Okay, so one thing that I want you to touch on is, um, like you know, when you're in a relationship, I think it's easy for you for you or the other person to feel like they have kind of like ownership of mm-hmm. you. So, can mm-hmm. you speak on mm-hmm. like creating like what is healthy boundaries in a relationship look like, or how can you still manage to feel safe and protected? In a relationship. Um, okay. So I would say I'm definitely still learning this as well because yeah. But um to feel safe in a relationship, I think the biggest thing that has helped mine is communication. Um and just like even though sometimes like you said, it may kind of trigger my boyfriend or it may kind of make him feel like, Are you attacking me? or become like what's the word? Like defensive defensive and like, you know, alert. Um, I still feel the need that we need to communicate. We need to talk. And I also notice that I do it too. Like he'll say something and I'll be like, you know, where'd that come from? Or it's just like, I didn't do that. You know, kind of being in denial a little bit. But we we just learned that communication is very big. And sometimes, and we have to find the right communication for us because I feel like communication isn't just, this is how I feel. Like, and that is not going to fit with every relationship and every couple. So it's our style of communication is more so like, okay, when I'm calm, when you're calm, let's come back and talk. Or if it's something minor, I have to notice, first of all, what's going on in his life at that moment, um, what's on his mind at the moment. I'm not going to tell him if he's upset. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not going to tell him if I know like he's in a place where he can be like easily triggered. So it's like kind of knowing your partner and knowing... When is the right time to communicate? Um, and also knowing, is this worth communicating? Or is this something I can solve within myself? Or is this something that I'm projecting onto the other person because I have this, this, and this going on? So um, I would say when you are communicating with your partner and you want to express something, think to yourself, if I say this to this person, is it going to help the relationship? Is it going to, you know, is it going to be a benefit or is it going to hurt me because now I know that I said something that I didn't think about, mm-hmm. wasn't really, you know, logical. It was just pure, straight anger and emotion at the moment. Um, so I would definitely say that must also help me feel protected in a relationship is having somebody that you... I feel like you will know when the person is right for you because of how they treat you. So um, in the past, I've experienced like expressing myself or just being myself at times and just looking at being looked at as if like, what's wrong with you? Like, this ain't you. And it's just like, no, this is me. Mm-hmm. But you don't like this side of me. Mm-hmm. So I, I would honestly, truly say this is the first relationship where I can like literally be myself and that makes me feel so protected and so comfortable because it's like, I don't have to hide. I can be, 
I can be on two extremes. I can be in my room playing my singing bowl, burning my incense, listening to listening to, you know, my African music, my ancestral music, and I feel comfortable in a house in a house with him. Or I could be being a big kid, you know, like being all up under him and being, you know, acting goofy. And I feel like those are the two extremes of who I am, and I feel like I can be my full self in my relationship and that makes me feel very secure. It makes me feel very protected because I know like whatever side of me that he gets that day, it's like he's going to be accepting of it. Mm. You know what I mean? So that makes me feel really, really, really good and really like just safe. And of course that takes work and it takes communication and it takes like getting to know a person very well and deciding whether or not that person is for you. But um, yeah. Did I answer your question? Yeah, it, it answer, you did answer the question. And I think another thing, too, I don't know if you, like, feel comfortable to touch on this or not. Mm-hmm. But I know, like, um, well, this is, like, something I've heard a lot about, like, married couples. Mm-hmm. I can't think of, like, the term, but, like, they talk about, like, kind of, like, like, when people are married and then, like, the person feels, like, obligated to have sex whenever they want. Like, being Ooh. able to accept no as an answer. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't, and this is honestly, I can talk about this because for the first time I actually live with a partner, so it's like, I think it's really different when you don't live with somebody, Mm -hmm. because it's like, you know when they're coming over, like, y'all about to, Mm -hmm. you know, because Mm -hmm. it's just like, you haven't seen that that person, and that tension is built up, but it's completely different, let me tell y'all, when you live with your partner, it's different, because it could happen at any time, at any day, whatever the case may be. And that's kind of what's expected. Um, And I think with my relationship personally, it took my boyfriend getting to know me and getting to know like when he can tell when I'm in the mood, when I'm not necessarily in the mood. Mm -hmm. And he always knows like when I'm like super, super, super focused and like I got a lot of things on my mind, he just knows not to bother me Mm -hmm. because he knows like just don't touch me don't bother me don't do nothing because like my mind is doing a thousand things right now and there's no way I can focus on sex yeah so um I feel like it takes and like I said living it's almost what a year and a half we've been living together so he knows like my signals and I know his signals even though as a man he doesn't have a lot of signals because they be ready at all times let me tell you but yeah, I think with him, he doesn't pressure me. I think he's gotten to know me, like, even on my period. Like, he's he's good with that. Like, he knows, like, okay, she's on her period. Like, I know these days in the beginning of her period. Like, he, he knows a lot because I really talk to him a mm-hmm. lot. He's like, you know, her period is heavy. So, he knows, like, when not to bother me. And then he knows, like, okay, you know, it's not so heavy. So, he knows when it, yeah. Not to get too personal, <laughs> but... Um, he learned me and he learned my body and he's very like attentive and he's very just understanding, but I just love that he's attentive. Mm -hmm. Like he'll notice when I do certain things or like just certain things about my body and about things I'm going through. And he's just very understanding and open of all of that. And he pays attention to my body and I love it. So, um, I don't feel like I have to have sex all the time because And to be honest, like, when I'm not on my period or, you know, when I can, like, we match each other's energy, to say the least. (laughs) So, (laughs) get somebody that match your energy, okay? But, yeah, we match each other's energy, so it's like, 
It's cool. But I'm not married yet. And yeah. we've been together, like, what, almost two years? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, opposed to, like, in comparison to a five-year, ten-year relationship, mm-hmm. I'm sure we're going to get to that term where we're like, okay, I think I heard somebody saying I have to schedule sex in on some mm-hmm. video or something. And I'm sure, you know, mm-hmm. life will get like that. I hope not. I pray not. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I can't relate yet. Yeah. Maybe. In, <laughs> holla at me in a few years. I'm wait. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Did you yeah. still want to ask a question? or? So, okay. So, I want us to just to resonate with it back um, or circle back. Why did I say resonate? Circle back. So, let's end it off on a note of what we and we talked about this visit our page at official back to her but what do we love about black men now that we said what we expect out of them what do we love about a black man what do we look for in a black man and what do we expect from black men moving forward um i would just close out and say that they look good (laughs) (laughs) but um i really you said on the page like you love their physique and like i really really agree with that like they're just fine it's like yeah like you just look good (laughs) but um i just love like how black men are just so like i think black men are like unapologetically them like when you look at white men no offense but (laughs) when you look at them they're like trying to be someone or trying to be a certain type of way Mm -hmm. and i don't feel like i feel like with black men they're them you know Mm -hmm. like they're and it's just like who they are is just like so attractive um and i think too like the fact that like you never see like literally it's like black men all over the media getting killed and shot unapologetically and like but you never like and i said this on a page like it's almost like the world is at an attack of their Mm -hmm. birthright to like Mm -hmm. be who they are but you never see like that make them fold like they're Mm. still just them you know like and so i really really love that about them um and like what i'm looking for for a black man is just just assist like as i am working to help you feel safe in my presence i want you to do the same like heal so that way like your trauma doesn't have to affect me whether we're friends Mm -hmm. you know it's platonic or or not you get what i mean like heal so that way your burdens don't become my burdens or if we're friends Heal so that way your burdens don't become my friend's burdens or my mm-hmm. sister's burdens. Because when you're when you're not all the way there and you hurt my friends, that impacts me too. Because mm-hmm. then I have to be there for her or however which way it changes her, changes our friendship. Or, you know, then I have to see her do, you know, go down in her workplace or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Like, just because it's me and you are not in a relationship, it still affects you know everyone attached to that person so heal love like practice love as love is a feeling yes but love is also an action so walk in love like Mm -hmm. talk in love act in love feel in love like Mm. just be love like that's it and that's all so yeah like i don't like let's get to a point where i don't feel like i have to have a protective keychain i don't want that or let's get to a point where i don't feel like i have to have a gun in my house i don't Mm -hmm. i don't want to shoot you like that's not something i want to do but the fact that you know it's the reality for so many of us like come on so that's me and um i would end off by saying oh what did i ask what do we (laughs) what do you you love about black men and what do you need to feel protected okay so um i love oh what do i love about black men i love how like you said everything going on in the world and they still remain strong it's like even when i watch movies on um you know slavery and on like you know what we went through 
it's just like the black man was always the stronghold. And I won't say every, but like for the most part, was always the stronghold, was just so determined. And just the strength is something that I really admire. And even thinking back to my father, it's just like with everything going on in the world and everything like put into this world to bring black men down, they still try their hardest and they still show up and they still pull up as their best selves. And it's like, you know, my father, he didn't have a um high school education. He barely had a middle school education. He definitely didn't have a college education, but he bought a house and he was like, this house will stay in the family. And this is, you know, something that I'm leaving behind for my children. And, you know, that's kind of unheard of for somebody without an education. So it's just like, it's knowing that is just, it puts so much strength and motivation in me to know that a black man could really do so much for for his family mm-hmm. with with so little. Mm. And so it's just like ooh, it's just like I definitely admire that. Definitely the physique. Y'all heard hey. me on the stage <laughs> on the physique. I really love how black men are built. Like I don't know. I've always been attracted to like tall men that are not like extra OD strong but just like strong mm. and like not saying every man has to be tall but it's just something about them that's just like, oh my gosh, yes. So <laughs> I've been like that since I was young. Yeah. But, um, and I love the ones, sorry. Uh-huh. I was going to say, I love the ones that are natural protectors and providers. Yeah, like some of them naturally. are just, it's natural. It's just like, oh, you're so nice. And Ooh. I love it. And that's why when I develop my list, I, and that's a whole nother story. But yes, I love that. And I love um, just that willingness to help us grow as women and like we said in the episode just protecting us and being there for us and what I admire especially about my black man is how attentive he is how loving he is he's like very very loving very in tune with his emotions and I feel like that's rare to get out of black men so when I found that I just felt like whoo finally because it's black men it's no reason to be out of tune with your emotions like you can be strong and still have an emotional side to you that you're human and it's okay to be human and so um yeah i love that and i just love the safety he gives me and the loyalty he gives me and i love that he inspires me through what he does and you know everything he accomplishes so yeah bishop But yeah, and one thing, and just to end it off, and one thing that he said to me, like, that I'll never forget is like, I'm doing all this for you. And I was just like, what? And that's something that has never, like, no man has ever told me. Like, you know, I'm grinding and I'm going this hard for you and like for our future. And just to know that somebody is protecting me in that sense Mm. was a whole different side of protection it was a whole nother level yeah and so um yes i say all that to say we love black men and yeah y'all let's let's lift each other up and not bring each other down and realize that we all are human and we're gonna get hurt that's life and know that every every time we get hurt there's a lesson that comes out of it and it's another level of strength that we gain from that so yeah Yes, we love you guys. Let us know what you guys think about last episode, this episode. And we're definitely going to continue the conversation. So without further ado, 
You can follow us on Instagram at official back to her, and that two is the number two. And you can follow me on my personal Instagram. Hey, it's Brit. Um, it's like, wait, um, you can follow my personal Instagram at according to Brit with three T's. Yes, and you can follow me on Instagram at Joy Jolene, J O Y J O E L E N E. And also, you can, um, if you want to make a donation, you can make a donation at Money Sign Back to Her on, what is it? Cash Cash App. App. And yes, make sure you visit our page, listen to the previous episode so you understand this one better. And yes, bye guys. See ya.